celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. The numbers are toll free. 1-866-405-8405. No, that doesn't spell anything. It does have a little... Rhythm. Ring to it. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. 1-866-405-8405. Say it slower, though. 1-866-405-8405. Not an 800 number, 866. You dial 800. Now, now say it. Now it, say it with a romantic Spanish accent. It is 1-866-405-8405. I'm going to do fromage. voulez That was French and really bad at that. Oh, I thought it was pretty good. Did you like that? What are you doing? You're putting argon oil on Ladybug? What are you putting on her? No, it's shoshin. Shoshin is that what it is? Yeah. Yes, shoshin is 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 a um, shine product for horses. I gotta tell you, we're pretty lucky. We actually get a free groomer every weekend. Where do you find this stuff at? Shoshin. You know what? You got to go to a tack shop for it. You like got you, you got to find it with, yeah where they have horse products. It's that's good a, stuff. It really is. It, Don't they tell can lick it. Groomers though. Yeah, I know that's one of your secret. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, it it absorbs in, it disappears, it absorbs in. So you learn all this stuff here on Animal Radio. What do you What do you got coming up today? What are you going to be talking about today? What are we going to learn about today? What infinite wisdom are you going to present us? We are going to talk about um, how to maintain your dog's teeth. That when dogs that have healthy teeth, what to do? And are we going to floss? Or are we not going to floss? But you'll find out when I talk about my tip. Floss our animals or ourselves? Maybe. No, you maybe can't floss a cat or a dog. That's hard, man. Yeah, that's, that's hard. We will. We'll talk about that later. You know, don't be giving all my stuff away to Al. <laughs> it reminds me I That's need to hard. floss. Uh, let's see. Oh, by the way, you can get to us not only through those toll-free numbers, one 405 8405 but you can also email your questions to your voice at AnimalRadio.com or hit us up on Facebook. Yeah, you can ask your questions on Facebook. Facebook can be used for so many things. What a great networking tool. And this former Marine who was in Afghanistan bonded with this dog that he found there and i i hope i'm not giving this away but there's a really good story coming up on how he was able to get this dog back to the united states it costs a lot of money to get a dog back to the u.s i'll tell you about it coming up on animal radio news i cannot wait also on the show today david fry will be joining us once again uh, what is his official title i mean i know he hosts the uh the uh national dog show every year but uh, he, he doesn't he work for Westminster? Who does he work for exactly? Do I you know? think no. He, I, I believe he works for Westminster. I believe. Okay, well, he's always fun. He's going to tell us. I I guess there's two new. No, bra- no, no. I believe he works for AKC. AKC. Okay, the Kennel yes. Club. And there's two new yes. breeds this year that are going to be in the National Dog Show. Yeah, every year they seems like they add a few breeds. One of these breeds uh, seems to be a fairly common breed. We'll ask him about that coming up here, right here on Animal Radio. Also, a lady who's petitioning to stop devocalization of dogs. They're cutting their cords, their vocal cords, which is, I, I guess that's something that you do if they're too noisy. Yeah, I guess it stops them from barking, stops complaints. It's, a, it's another quick fix, easy solution that people in this country, everybody's like, take a pill, fix the problem. So. Yeah, and I've seen cases where some landlords are requiring that if you going to have a dog on their premises. Holy moly. I know. That's going too far. That certainly is. Uh, they, and there's some humans that that would work well on, but yeah, dogs, I, I don't so know. I can think of many humans I would do that to, but not my dog. Okay. Well, that's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. Yeah, me too. If you want to talk to Dr. Debbie, dog trainer, Alan Cable, dog father, Joey Volani, or Joey Turner, pick up the phone, put those fat little fingers in there, and dial 1-866-405-8405 right now. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, 
A Canadian man now has to pick up his mail at the post office. Canada's postal system has stopped delivering his mail after a carrier was scared away from his door by what she described as a very threatening cat. John Samborski says his eight-year-old declawed black cat named Shadow is gentle and calls the whole situation ridiculous. He told the local paper that Shadow likes to eat, sleep, and cuddle. You could drop a bomb on him and he'd just open one eye, take a look, then close them and go back to sleep. A Canada Post spokeswoman said she hoped for an amicable solution to its dispute with the cat owner, but also added that the carrier who delivered the mail to the house was brought up on a farm and very comfortable with all animals, just not this cat. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team is in place to answer your questions. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. That's toll free to Alan Cable, our dog trainer, Dr. Debbie, dog father Joey Villani, or animal communicator Joey Turner. David Fry on the way in just a few minutes to talk about the National Dog show coming up on Thanksgiving. I can't believe it's only a week and a half away. I know. That means Christmas isn't far behind. (laughs) Hey, Stace. If you're a dog owner, you probably say, ah, I know what my dog is thinking. You can just tell by the way they look in their eyes. But now there may be some facts to back that up. The very first brain scans of dogs have been done. Wow. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. I cannot wait. Let's, uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are you picturing? What kind of brain scan are you picturing? I just picturing? think it's so funny. <laughs> My dogs would be brain. dreaming of bones and eating poo. And <laughs> yep, that's what they love, yes. Chasing cats. Hey, Ernie, how are you doing? Thanks, how are you? Very, very good, can barely hear you. What's going on? Okay, I, uh, I'm i a semi-truck driver, and I have a, uh, she's one years old now, a miniature Australian Shepherd. And... Uh, She's got severe separation issues. When I drive the truck, she'll sleep and she's fine. But when I stop the truck um, and I get in and get out, she flips out and actually uh, spins around on the seat and tries to bite me. And uh, she's actually pretty intelligent, too, because she's picked up on the GPS. When it starts talking a lot, Getting out near our destination, she starts acting up. Yeah. Now, see, Ernie, I want to I want to stop you right there. See, that's interesting that you said that. So you already know because you're a smart guy. You know that that's a trigger. You know that's a trigger, and she starts getting revved up when she can hear the voices on the GPS. So what should you immediately do because you know that? Uh, well, I'd probably turn it down or off if I'm able. Turn to. it off. Exactly. Turn it off. Exactly. But, you know, Ernie, this is all about, again, the dog being in charge of you. And in, in, a, in social groups, like, you know, the way dogs live, they live socially together. And there are certain rules that they have to minimize conflict because, you know, this way they don't fight. They, they know what's expected. Your dog has decided that that cab is basically his. That's his crate. That's his cab. And your dog has decided that, you know, he's in charge of you. So whenever you get out, you're getting out without permission. 
You're, and when you come back, you're coming back and getting in without permission. So an important thing to understand is what triggers. What are the triggers that get your dog to get into that heightened state, that, that, that state of aggression starts it off, and then you eliminate the triggers. That's the first thing you do. The second thing you do is you have to systematically, over time, with patience and persistence, teach your dog that you're in charge. And once you start to do that, once your dog starts to say, hey, I'm not in charge here anymore, I, I, my master's in charge, Ernie's in charge, your dog's going to calm down and mellow out. Your dog knows you're coming back. It's not about you leaving and coming back. It's about that cab and that you're doing it without permission. Okay, so um, how, how do you, uh, I mean... When you stop for fueling or you're coming to a shipper receiver. All right, tell me this. I have a question for you. You've already, the, the voices are coming out of the radio. The dog knows you're going to get out, okay? So yeah. when you do get out of the truck, what do you do? How do you get out of the truck? Well, I uh, put the air brake on with it in neutral and uh, take my I don't mean that, off. buddy. Do you just open the door and get out or do you talk to the dog? What do you do with the dog before you get out? I ignore her and just get out. And what does she do? She's flipping out on me. And do you correct her? Do you give her any kind of a correction, or you just let her flip out on you? No, I've tried uh, smacking her underneath her chin and tried making her sit down and to calm down. The thing is, you're pressed for time when you're at a receiver yeah. or getting fuel. You don't have a lot of time to be able to... Uh, so so, so now you give me another clue, another trigger is that you're very anxious, aren't you? You're anxious and you're stressed. And see, your dog picks up on that immediately, which makes her more anxious and stressed. Because dogs draw off your energy. If you're calm, your dog gets calm energy. And if you're anxious and stressed, your dog gets that energy. And basically, you're revving each other up. You're getting anxious and stressed, and she's getting anxious and stressed. You've got to go the exact opposite direction. What you might do is get yourself a crate, an actual crate for inside the truck, and teach your dog to go in the crate when you when you tell her to, when you want her to. And what you want to do is prepare her by putting her in the crate 15 minutes before you know you're going to stop. And let her out 15 minutes after you get on the road again. Make it a non-event. You want to make it as calm as possible. Because what you've done now is you've taught your dog that when you stop, it's going to be stressful. And so it's just getting her nuts. That's her trigger, is that the stop is stressful for both of you. So you've got to reverse that over time. It takes time. First, you've got to have a plan, and then you've got to, you got to stick to the plan, and you've got, to, you've got to do it with the realization in your mind that you're going to teach the dog to be calm when you stop and calm when you start, and also that you're in charge. And another good thing to do, I always tell people the essence of dog is walks. You have to take walks. So at the end of the day, take your dog for a walk on the leash, no talking, just walk with your dog at your side on the leash. It's a great way to teach your dog that you're in charge. Okay, so I uh, basically uh, train her to go into the crate on voice command so that 15 minutes before I arrive, I order her in and she... Well, what you do is you, you get the crate, and 15 minutes before, you put some treats in there. Just throw some treats in there. Leave the door open. And, and, and you can do this all through the ride. You teach her the crate is a good place. And then what you do is 15, 20 minutes before, once she's used to the crate and likes the crate and has been in the crate with the door shut, 15, 20 minutes before you stop, you just close the door. Everything's normal. Everything's cool. Turn that silly uh, voice thing off so that that trigger is gone. And then just get out of the truck without talking. Don't say anything. Come back and get in the truck without talking. And if she's quiet and calm, you tell her, good dog, good dog, and give her a okay. treat. 
Give her a treat. Okay, I find it interesting that you said when I walk it, like I walk her about five or six times a day, uh, not to really talk to her. Yeah, don't talk to her. You know what, buddy? The less words, the better. Everything should be done with your body and your mood, your temperament. You've got to okay. calm yourself down. You can't have in your mind, oh, geez, i got to fill up with gas and i got to get the hell out of here. Because when you do that, your dog gets that from you. And your dog doesn't understand you're on a schedule. Your dog cannot relate the fact that you're rushed for time because you got to deliver a load. And all your dog knows is, hey, when he stops, things get crazy here. They, they get agitated. They get, they get unpleasant. So your dog relates the, the stopping with the unpleasantness, not the fact that you have to get to, uh, a load to its destination. That's your li livelihood and your living. They can't connect those dots. Right. Okay. You know, just okay. put yourself in your dog's shoes. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very were. much. Thanks for your call, Ernie. We appreciate it. You've heard us talking about scoop-free automatic litters. They are awesome. We have them all around the studio here. This is one of those litters that you will not have to change for a month. If you have a cat and you've been cleaning out the litter every day, think about this. The scoop-free ultra litter with a three-pack of premium blue litter could be yours right now for being caller number one at one 405 8405 G, you use this all the time. I don't have to use it because it uses itself. I just set it up and I can forget about it for about a month. What it does is it automatically, it has a timer, I guess, when your cat goes in. It knows when your cat exits the box. It automatically rakes the waste, puts it into a closed receptacle, a little box. And then all you have to do is pull the whole tray out. Put a new tray in, and that's it. And it just, you can leave it by itself. Cool Modine, a 90-day money-back guarantee, a one-year limited product warranty, and free shipping. $20 off your first order. Check it out at scoopfree.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. The world's largest sale of new guitars is going down at Guitar Center. Guitarathon. Every single new guitar in store or online. Every single brand we carry is up to 80% off list, including ukes, banjos, basses, and more. Guitarathon. There's a Fender American made Strater P Base. Your choice, just $6.99. Plus 70,000 amazing guitars priced under $200. Guitarathon's going down now through Sunday at Guitar Center. Special 18 month financing available. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's the only product on the market today clinically proven to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40 with no special diets or exercise programs. You can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-685-0205. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-685-0205. That's 1-800-685-0205. Some nights I can't get to sleep. Some nights I can't stay asleep. With Unisom, I can do both. Unisom sleep tabs are clinically proven to help you fall asleep 33% faster and keep you asleep longer so you get a more restful night's sleep. 
Made with an ingredient not found in other leading sleep aids, Unisom sleep tabs are safe and non-habit forming. Just one pill takes the uncertainty out of bedtime, giving you the sleep you need. So I wake up ready to go. Unisom sleep tabs. Fall asleep faster. Sleep longer. Then two weeks away from Thanksgiving, gobble gobble, and uh, of course that means the National Dog Show with David Fry and, and John, John O'Hurley, and uh, of course they'll be joining us within the next couple of weeks. Uh, David today, in fact, mm-hmm. is that correct? Okay, yeah, that's true. John O'Hurley coming up in a couple of weeks, as they do every year right here on Animal Radio. Sort of a tradition with us. And uh, let's see, um, which one? Line. Let's go in order. Line two. By the way, if you want to ask a question. You can call the numbers at one 405 8405 or you can hit us up on Facebook and ask your question at Animal Radio, or tweet us at Animal Radio, or you can download the Animal Radio app for your iPhone or your uh, Android, whatever smartphone you have, and ask your question right from the application. So, I just want to give you that heads up right there. We go to four, and Patricia, hi, Patricia, how are you doing? I'm fine, how about yourself? Good, where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Macon, Georgia. Macon, Georgia. There was, wasn't there a movie, Macon, Georgia County Line, something? What something was that? like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I'm originally from California, so my husband would more, know more about that. Oh, okay. Well, what's going on with your animal? That's what I'm really <clears throat> concerned about. Okay. Um, about a week and a half ago, almost two weeks ago, um, it's actually my neighbor's dogs. They were poisoned. Uh, six, um, seven of the dogs, they have seven dogs, but out of, out of the seven dogs that were poisoned, uh, four died. Oh, and wow. uh, we've... We've uh, notified the local news reporters. They've come out and they've done um, interviews, and you know they've made the public aware. Who poisoned them? Um, we're still yet to find that out, and we we don't know who poisoned the dogs. How do you and, know they uh, were poisoned? Because um, they were, you know, the vet spent like seven hours trying to, you know, trying to uh, get them better or whatever. But they, the, the vet is the one who determined that they were poisoned. And okay. Because that, for me, is the big thing. Anytime we, that we have a suspect poisoning case, you know, that we have to make sure that we present things and facts. Um, you know, especially if we're going to, you know, try to defend our position and, and to find any kind of recourse. So for me, we need to find um, poison either in something that's put out or in the pet's stomach contents. In some cases, we can do blood levels and certain types of poison. So are you aware if any of those things were done to document the specific poison? Yes, um, there, there was a test that was done they had the concrete okay. of the stomach so they sent that off to uga and okay, uga great. was under the impression that it had to been like cyanide something that would eventually like disappear but uh, uga is in the process of sending it off to someone who can even test it further but okay, um yeah. it was determined by the vet um the days that they took the vet the dogs to the vet that some type of poisoning had had occurred and it was um, and then they decided to send the contents to UGA, and UGA confirmed it. But they, I don't know if they are not um, equipped to kind of get to the bottom line, but UGA is sending it off to someone else. But UGA is saying that they believe it was some type of cyanide because generally they okay. were able to determine whether it's rat poison or if it's um, um, antifreeze poisoning, but mm-hmm. because they weren't able to de- you know, determine 
what type of poison it was, they were under the impression it was cyanide. So, oh, so unfortunate. My goodness. My goodness. What, uh, you know, the authorities were involved. Well, that's and, good. And up until the point to where, you know, the media was involved, but that's the extent of it. You know, somebody knows something, and it's unfortunate that no one is coming, you know, has come... Uh, has uh, come out to tell us, you know, any additional information. Well, why? I don't understand why you suspect foul play. You yourself just said you don't know if it, it could be antifreeze. Was, did you have neighbors that hate you or uh, what, uh, what? I'm going to give you an idea, kind of set up a visual for you. We okay. live around 240 acres of hunting land. Okay. And where the um, there was poison in my neighbor's yard, a yard. There was, you know, there was uh, an area that was full of uh, hot dogs cut up, raw mm, chicken cut okay. up, mm. and uh, just over maybe about half of an acre from where they live is that's the beginning of the hunting ground. And just as you enter that area, on the left hand side, there were two pans strategically set. Right, sitting there on the ground, and inside the pans, there was cut up hot dogs and raw chicken floating in some type of syrup or water substance, and that is the same contents that so happened to be in the dog's stomach. And oh, as gosh. you enter that area, there was a board that someone had hammered nails through this board, and as 13 WMAZ was interviewing them, they were kind of walking the area, and they come. They came across all of this, and the owner of the dogs stepped on the board, and so she had to be rushed to the hospital. Now, who would mm. do something like that on the ground? You know, the na- the nails oh, yeah. were hammered through this board, so in the event that somebody stepped on it, you know, that would stop them in their tracks, and with the, you know, that's what happened to her. Wow, that that is a horrible story, and I think you know this this brings to light one important thing is that even if you've got you know proof either through you know analysis of something left out or from the pet themselves, the challenge is you know is proving who did it, and and this is where you know unfortunately for some of the pet related uh, crimes against pets, if you will, um, you know unless we have direct evidence, videotape, uh, an eyewitness, um, this thing is very hard to prove, um, and I'm sure is that kind of where the authorities are in your area right now yes that's where they are in our area but the unfortunate thing is is that i believe the authorities in our area failed us because when they came across the um pans that have the you know the poisonous stuff in there they didn't rope off the area they didn't secure it or anything like that they kind of like let the news report everything then and um after the news uh after the reporters left they kind of like kind of dropped the ball on their end and somebody whoever it was went back to that area and got the evidence so had they secured that evidence they could have fingerprinted you know the uh, the evidence who knows this could have been an ongoing situation where somebody's uh, fingerprints are on file you understand mm-hmm. what i'm saying uh, in the event that this has happened previously their their fingerprints could have been on those those pans, but they just left them there, and the news reported that they were there, that those pans were still there, and somebody came, like, in the middle of the night and picked up those pans. Yeah, and, you know, one thing I have to say is that with a lot of communities, unfortunately, the police, you know, they have a a lot to do, and unless we make some of the legislation for communities where crimes against animals, animal abuse, or malicious acts are actually punishable by more serious offenses like felonies, 
they unfortunately aren't going to spend their time on this. Yeah, this so is this a, is something where the communities, you know, we would really advocate to get active in your community to try to promote and to stand up for the animals. Absolutely, in this way. they're uh, treated as property all across the country, so they, it's not criminalized as it should be. But I think what you're doing, getting the word out, is is the best thing that you can do, and you can rally support with your community is the best thing that you can do in this particular situation. Unfortunately, I wish there was better answers for you. Yeah, I do too. I mean, we've created a page called Athena's Cause. That's A T H E N E N A apostrophe S Cause, and um, you know that right there is just trying to get. We're trying to get the word out, trying to support you know anybody who's gone through this, you know, and also looking for support ourselves, you know. And as you mentioned, it's a community thing, and um, that's where we're. That's the direction in which we're heading. But I was. You know, the nature of the call is basically to get the word out and to see if there's any avenue you guys can kind of direct us, you know, in or to go down any road that you can kind of just like, you know, give us advice to go down, you know, because right now I don't want this to die. I don't want this to put the word out that this is okay because it's not okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's probably what we had mentioned was that the biggest thing is to, to become active in your community and to, to look at the animal um, care laws and, and the animal abuse laws that are on file and change those. Petition to have those things change because that's how we're going to get at a root for people that do malicious acts on animals. Um, and then certainly becoming aware of, you know, um, things that are suspicious in, your, in a yard or environment, anything like that. We would definitely advocate, you know, get your veterinarian on the line, um, get those pets looked at, um, no matter what the case. It sounds like this was very rapid and things move very quickly, unfortunately, but uh, for any pet owner, that would be wise. And we'll put the link for you up at the website at animalradio.com for your website, Athena's Cause. Keep up the good fight, Patricia, and we appreciate your call at one 405 8405 this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pets Day. The dog days are every day with Pets Day, available exclusively from Imperial Palace and Rio Resorts in Las Vegas. Pets Day provides unique in-room amenities for dogs, including food, water dish, sleeping mat, dog treats, and even a specialty room service menu. wonder what's on that menu there. Details at Caesars.com slash Pets Day Las Vegas. And tonight in Las Vegas, Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium. Can you give me the information? Give me the information on her so I can read this. TV show. Studios on fire. <laughs> Ter- <laughs> Teresa Caputo is a typical Long Island wife and mom. That's what it says here. Except for one distinct difference. She communicates with the dead. It's a gift she cannot turn off, prompting her to give spontaneous readings to her car mechanic, cashier at the local bagel shop, and everybody who comes past. <laughs> Didn't I, see, I think I saw her in Letterman. Letterman was uh, blown away by her. Wow. Check her out. She's playing tonight at the showroom at the Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. And, of course, bring your dog. She knows they're coming. Concierge desk. This is Amanda. Yes, I can recommend a great place for a walk. Flamingo, Bally's, and Harrah's Las Vegas are rolling out four-star treatment for our four-legged friends. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. 
The dog days are here. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash PetStayLasVegas or call 800-427-7247. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet specialty retailers. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's the only product on the market today clinically proven to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40. With no special diets or exercise programs, you can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-685-0205. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-685-0205. That's 1-800-685-0205. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, this next story is pretty bizarre. It might make you a little queasy. Just a warning. A 44-year-old California woman recently revealed that she breastfeeds her pug dog. This is true. If this wasn't enough of a bizarre reveal, she also shared in the same interview she's been doing this for the last two years. The dog was the run of the litter, and she got the idea when her dog Spider would lick the nipple of her son's bottle, according to a report from CBS TV 47. It seems almost impossible for this story to get any stranger, but it does. The woman is a mother of two who, for some undisclosed reason, was unable to breastfeed her own kids. Breastfeeding Spider the dog has now made this mother feel complete and satisfied her maternal instincts. You can check out the picture of the woman breastfeeding her dog on Gawker. According to CBS TV 47, at least she does realize that people might consider her a freak. She confessed during this very bizarre interview that she knows that people will look at her like she's a freak. That doesn't matter to her, as it's something she finds satisfying, satisfying to her role as a woman and a mother. Former Marine Sean Dooling, 27, is taking the core creed, leave no man behind to a whole new level. When Dooling completed a year-long contract in Afghanistan earlier this month, he was heartbroken that he had to leave behind one of his closest companions, a dog named Bolt. He was always by my side, which was really difficult because when I left Afghanistan for good, he tried to jump on the helicopter with me. He usually doesn't even like to go towards the helipad, and he was right there with me, Dooling told ABCNews.com. He said, I got on they had to come pull him back pretty hard to say goodbye to him and that's when I definitely made the decision to do what I had to do Dooling had heard about an organization called Nowzad which helps rescue stray and abandoned animals in Afghanistan but in order to bring Bolt home to Alexandria Virginia he would have to raise the necessary $4,000 for the dog to make the 14 and a half hour trip to the other side of the world 
Well, they set up a fundraising page. They told me, put it on Facebook, spread the word via Facebook. And before I knew it, I was getting 50 friend requests a day. People all over the world were donating money, Dueling said. Now, helped by the overwhelming response, Dueling and Bolt will be reunited once the dog gets out of quarantine, probably within a couple of weeks. Vernon Yates will get to see if he can catch an elusive monkey by providing him with a friend. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission reunited the wildlife rescuer to help capture a rhesus macay that has evaded Tampa authorities for over three years. Yates will set up an eight-foot-long cage with another rhesus monkey, a one-year-old named Doc, inside. Yates says the lure of another monkey will be more than he can handle. He expects the rebel, Rhesus, to try and get his best at Doc, whether it's to say hi to him or maybe even try and kill him. Previous attempts at capturing this monkey with banana traps have been unsuccessful. We'll keep you posted on that. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? (laughs) I didn't think so. ScoopFree is the litter box that cleans itself, so you don't have to. ScoopFree automatically rakes waste away, but unlike other systems, you can leave ScoopFree alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. I have some exciting news for sports fans out there. Or, if you like to go to concerts or theater, this is for you, too. I'd love to take my two sons to a football game. But, jeez, have you seen the prices of those tickets? But I've discovered a new site called scorebig.com. And get this. You can get tickets to NFL, baseball, NBA, always below box office price guaranteed. It turns out that all the venues want their events to look like they're sold out. This scorebig.com grabs the unsold tickets and sells them at huge discounts. So you can save up to 60% on VIP tickets. And there's even more exciting news for radio listeners. Go to scorebig.com right now and you'll get an extra $15 off your first purchase. That's an extra $15 off already incredibly low price tickets. Now, this is a limited time offer, so don't wait. The only way to get an extra $15 off is to go to scorebig.com and type in the promo code 5858 at checkout. That's scorebig.com promo code 5858. It's Animal Radio. Thanks for listening. Grab your pet. Bring him around the radio. Make it a family affair. 
1-866-405-8405. That's toll free to our dream team. Who is this dream team? How you're always talking about Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, and animal communicator Joy Turner. All here. Stacy, of course, working hard in the newsroom. We love that. We got a great job. We bring our animals to work every Saturday, get to play, drink coffee all morning, but occasionally we run into some issues. You know, some oh, I love the way you say that issues. word. <laughs> I'm referring to some unpleasant topics. There's always unpleasant topics in the news regarding animals. Last week, it was all about Michael Vick. I guess he's a dog toter. He's again. a new dog owner. Already yes. abusing him with milk bones, I understand. Huh. Oh, by the way, David Fry, in just a few minutes, not a downer, but this is sort of a little downer. I just got a press release from somebody telling me that they're still cutting vocal cords. This is a practice that's still occurring in the United States where dogs are too noisy, perhaps. The landlord doesn't want them to uh, be barking so much, and if, if they want to keep residents at where they're at, they need to cut the vocal cords so these dogs can't bark. Is, it, is that what essentially it is, doctor? Yeah, basically what's done is that a small section of the vocal cords are removed, and it it depends. It can make a softer bark, or it may make them completely voiceless. But it's fraught with you know complications, and, and it is certainly not something that is advocated as a way to control barking. Um, so there should be other avenues and training sure. and so forth that we would push um, push for before something like this. And it's permanent, right? Generally, although you know some dogs with a debarking procedure, if they continue barking in the postoperative period, they can actually regain their bark. So wow. it isn't completely wow. um, all black and white there. Oh, that's frustrating. You well, can't stop a dog. You have ways of getting them to give up the barking. Alan, that uh, I think are more uh, humane, let's say. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like anything else. Dogs love to bark. I mean, they, they like to hear themselves bark. They're talking. They like to warn you people are coming. Yeah, they bark for all kinds of reasons. And, you know, sometimes a dog that's left alone and gets crazy, he's not exercised properly, and he's uh, he's just alone all the time. They bark incessantly, and that's, that's irritating to a lot of neighbors. But if you have some time, you can teach your dog to be quiet and not bark just by positive reinforcement and reward and, and uh, teaching your dog to good things happen when he doesn't bark. Yeah, but what you do, do want him to bark when intruders come by. Sure. And what do you do with a dog that constantly runs away or runs out the door? Are you going to cut off their legs? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah exactly. You yeah. Know? Exactly. I mean, come on, work with us here. So this aforementioned uh, press release that I received came from Sue Perry. She's a pet owner who adopted a devocalized dog. She's a member of the Coalition to Protect and Rescue Pets, CPR. This is an all-volunteer organization whose core campaign is ending devocalization of dogs and cats. Sue, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Okay. Give us the 411. What is the deal? Are they really still doing this procedure, and why have you made a petition for this? Uh, they certainly are doing this procedure. I myself adopted from a rescue group a Newfoundland that had been devocalized. Um, his previous owner had him devocalized. Well, tell us about and, him. Okay. Um, he has a number of he- health issues because of this. Because of the devocalization, um, there was some a residual issue. What were those issues? He coughs, gags throughout the day. He struggles to breathe. Um, even after we put him through a $2,000 life-saving surgery to remove scar tissue, which had blocked his airway because of the devocalization. He still has problems breathing. His vet surgeon told us that his breathing will never be normal. Um, His quality of life has really been diminished. Um, He can't play with any other dogs. Or if I just take him for a short walk, he breathes very heavily. 
Why, why were his vocal cords cut? Do you know anything about his history? What I heard was his owner didn't want to hear him bark. Wow. But yet they still got rid of him after that. They vocalized they, him, and then they got it, rid of him. Exactly. That's important to note because the AVMA... They have a policy on devocalization. They call it a final alternative to keep pets in their homes as a last resort. So Mm -hmm. here we have a dog that was devocalized and still wasn't kept at their home. Right. Dr. Debbie, these these health issues, is that because of a botched job or is that typical of just a normal devocalization? Are they even related? It's not necessarily that a surgery went bad, but it is a normal complication that can occur when that area is um, adjusted surgically. So this webbing that she talks about, it it actually can can block the airway. They can aspirate food um, or liquids down into their lungs. And I've I've had dogs we've put under for anesthetic procedure and their airway is so narrow, we can only put an, um, an endotracheal tube that's required for surgery in that's maybe the size of a chihuahua for a 40-pound dog. Uh-huh. It can really um, limit the amount of air that gets down there. Now, that may not be every pet that has this, but it is something as a potential complication many people aren't aware of. Tell us about your petition that's over at change.org. Our petition is we want the AVMA to take an unequivocal position against devocalization. The only reason ever to perform vocal cord surgery would be to treat a physical illness or disease which is causing the animal physical harm. Okay. Well, what about the argument as far as for someone who's going to say that, you know, I can't keep my dog, I'm going to have to put it to sleep, I'm going to drop it off at the shelter um, because I've got complaints or, you know, health, I've got animal control coming at my door finding me. Um, and, you know, in, in my instances, you know, there are rare situations where a pet is going to be thrown by the, the wayside. And um, I am concerned, and I don't advocate debarking, I want to get that clear, but I am concerned when we take a medical procedure out of the hands of a medical professional because um, of the potential what-ifs that can happen. And we're not addressing the problem. The problem is the pet owners that aren't seeking the proper training. It's kind of like, yep. in my eyes, I kind of look at um, you know people who go to prostitutes. Um, as long as those johns are out there in, in performing those behaviors, there's still going to be that same perpetuation with the next animals. And that's what I'm really afraid about is the education on the owner's part for training. Yeah, well, you know, the owners a lot of times they don't want to they don't want to educate themselves they don't want to learn and so it's a quick easy fix to a problem and you know a lot of those dogs have separation anxiety so they bark and bark and bark but you know it's not that hard to teach a dog to be quiet and to be comfortable when you're gone it just takes a little bit of time and patience and persistence i know i've heard the argument that it's between a client and a vet and i would say absolutely not um when the patient is not the client someone needs to advocate for the patient and the pet owner and to be quite frank the vet who profits from this may not really be the best advocate for this animal. This isn't something that, you know, a lot of these surgeries aren't something that vets are, are making big bucks on. You know, but that would be an argument that I might say. You know, let's put financial pressure on individuals who rely on this too conveniently. Make this procedure exorbitantly expensive. I think that certainly if I was put in a situation where my landlord said it's, uh, you know, get the dog debarked or get out, I would get out. Yeah, I I would too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, go ahead and uh, give out the URL for the petition. It's 
change.org forward slash Dr. Vocalizer. Okay, we'll put a link over at uh, animalradio.com. Animal Radio is brought to you by... Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. And we're celebrating that old connection with our pets. And we were just talking during the break about a 20-year-old cat that you're uh, dealing with at the office wow, there. 20? What's, that's yeah. pretty lengthy. You know what? He surprises me. This guy's name is Lucky. And he, he certainly lives up to that name. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Lucky's had a share of problems, you know, from heart disease to kidney disease, dental problems. But it's really what's going on now that I thought was really important for our listeners to learn from. He was having constipation issues that the owners didn't even know about, really. Uh oh. Um, he was basically having a bowel movement every few days. Oh, no. And then sometimes missing the box. And, and it wasn't perceived really as a problem because he'd eventually go and didn't seem to have too much laboring when he went. But it is not normal for a cat to poop of that infrequency. So that should be the big wake up call. If your cat doesn't hit that litter box and poop, but every two to three days, call your veterinarian. There's a reason for that. And fortunately for Lucky, you know, we were able to identify some problems. He has some spinal disease, some arthritis. We started treating that as well as his dehydration from kidney disease, and he's doing really well. And in fact, he's pooping like a champ. <laughs> so, so, so that's the lesson that I would want everyone to know is that old cats, if they're missing the box or they're infrequent in their bowel movements, you really see the veterinarian because there can be a lot that we can do um, from something as simple as stool softeners. Um, there's one called lactulose and even Miralax. Um, and for some kitties that have constipation, I'll use maybe a eighth or a quarter of a teaspoon of Miralax twice a day. It's wonderful. I loved it after my surgery, and I can highly recommend it for this type of problem. How do you administer that to a cat? You know, it, in, Miralax comes in a crystal form, so you can actually mix it with canned food. Um, wow. and, it, and it actually even dissolves with water very well, and you don't even taste it. So um, it can be very easy to give to kitties. Um, so um, it's a wonderful wonderful thing I can tell you. <laughs> but there's a lot, you know, as far as arthritis, you know, treating their pain, um, diet, we'll play with their diet, either increasing or decreasing fiber and uh, increasing water intake by giving them tuna juice or those kitty fountains. Um, the big thing is that untreated constipation in old cats can lead to a more serious problem called megacolon, and that can be very serious and life-threatening. So we want to get on this and treat this before we get to that point. Make sure your pet is pooping. Keep an eye on that. We just, As you were talking right there, we just got a letter at your voice at AnimalRadio.com from Wendy Hancock. She writes, My mother and sister, they live in Wisconsin. They had three cats who lived 22 to 24 years. They were indoor, outdoor cats, whichever they wanted. I live in California I had a long hair calico for the last six years of its 23 years of life. Wow, so that, wow. these are pretty, they're living longer and longer. It's amazing. 
Yeah, and you know, it's, there's so many advances in veterinary care from good nutrition, taking care of their teeth, preventing chronic inflammation. So, you know, this is not unheard of, and, and we hope that every cat lasts that long, but, um, you know, there, there's so much more that we can do for these guys to keep them with us. Let's hit the phones, one 405 8405 This is Greg Biffle on Animal Radio, and remember to spade and neuter your pets. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Let's see. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Lubricin. Don't let your pets suffer with joint discomfort in their discomfort with Lubricin. It tastes great and animals love it. Visit them at www.lubricin.com. That's L-U-B-R-I-S-Y-N.com. And get 25% off your first order with the code Animal Radio. Animal Radio. And we go to Jim. Hey, Jim. How you doing? Oh, very good. Thank you. What's going on in your world? Well, two things I wanted to say that you never mentioned before, but I'm sure you'll agree with. When I was younger, actually about late 20s, I had this spot in my living room that was a little bare, and I got the idea, you know what would be good there? A parrot. <laughs> so I went out and bought a cockatoo, thinking I'd get a nice cage, put a pretty parrot in it, and it'd be a good decoration. Yeah. Boy, did I learn a lesson. I bet. Man, the attention those things need that I learned over the years. And I bet there's still a lot of people who don't realize, especially a cockatoo. Yeah, and they'll outlive you, too, won't they? Yeah, yeah and, and it's like having a kid. Yeah. At least with the kid, they have a chance of going off and becoming like a football player or a rock star and supporting right. you in your... Yeah, very true, yeah. But, but my question was, and I'm sure you get this sometimes... Um, I know it's difficult, but have you ever heard of any suggestions to help with a cockatoo as far as the screaming goes? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, definitely. And, Jim, I'm going to I'm gonna chide you on this because a new lamp fills a space in your house, but the pet <laughs> does not. Oh. And, 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 and exactly, as far as um, birds, um, you know, birds are some of the most needy pets out there. You know, they're flock animals, they're social creatures, and if you were to come into my office and say, hey, Doc, I want to get a first bird for me, what species would you pick? Um, I would certainly not say a cockatoo, unless you had a lot of time to spend. Because sure. these guys, they do. They are like, we call them toddlers, because they do yeah. require constant attention, and they really need a lot of social stimulation, or they'll turn into little demons screaming, picking their feathers out so they look like a pluck pluck chicken and um so they really are not good starter birds to start with a little sure. bird a little parakeet or a cockatiel might be the better beginner bird for someone yeah so, i learned that lesson yeah. he's learned his lesson dr Dibby. Yeah, he, he off of him. just like you said he started picking his feathers and everything yeah well and i'm not trying to you know make him feel bad but for other people that may be considering birds we want to learn from you know other folks mistakes so you know right. definitely um now screaming is it's a hard thing as far as in a parrot to correct the better way we can deal with this is to prevent it um so that's going to be a lot of making sure we've picked the right bird for our household and that we're providing the right stimulation 
But to correct this, you know, we have to look at what is triggering the bird to uh, vocalize. And when they're screaming, you know, some birds are going to scream no matter what a couple times a day. That's kind of a natural bird behavior. We're not sure. going to stop this completely. Um, the thing is to find out what the bird is motivated, what is causing them to scream. And this can be when a When tr- we leave the room, as long as we're in the room and the bird can see us, he's pretty good. But the uh-huh. minute we walk out of the room, he thinks, hey, you get back in here. <laughs> exactly. So in, in bird language, what he's doing is he's saying, hey, where are you going? No, wait, yeah. hey. A lot of times when birds scream and vocalize excessively, the human instinct is, shut up, quiet, uh-huh. don't know that. And, and you are actually responding in a way that actually rewards that behavior if you do that. Because um, right. any attention that you give a bird that screams in the situation, you're actually just feeding that behavior. They're happy you're just acknowledging them. They don't really care what you're saying or your tone or it's loud or quiet. So th- the real big thing there is we need to work on a lot of things environmentally. So a lot of times birds will do this kind of thing also because they're bored and they don't have a lot of other stimulation. So sure. there may be some changes we do in the cage. Um, there's a, a wonderful feeding method called forage feeding where we take away the food bowls and we teach the bird how to forage again like they do in the wild where they pick up the food from the floor and it actually gives them something to do so they don't just sit in a cage and wait for us to entertain them. Um, So that's one incorporation I like to do for a lot of different behavior problems for birds. Um, But what we need to do just like with dogs that excessively bark is we have to find those opportunities when when the bird is quiet to reward her and we reward with attention. We speak to her, maybe give a food treat. And the trick is when we are vocalizing and screaming inappropriately, when we we don't want that behavior, you don't pay any attention. You don't make eye contact. You don't roll your eyes. You don't sigh. You don't yell at the bird. You can't even acknowledge it because any of that is actually feeding feeding that. Um, and it actually can be very helpful for birds that, that scream if we teach them something else to do besides screaming. So um, I have some clients that don't like their birds whistling, but it is something that can take the place of that screaming behavior. So you mm-hmm. start whistling and teaching them a ditty. Um, if they talk, that's an alternate behavior they can't do while they're screaming. screaming. So we really work on that and try to get that together. And, uh, you know, this is something that it can be daunting. <laughs> it can be yes. more daunting to deal with a bird screaming, I think, than a barking dog. Um, because, right. you know, some species, they're, you know, conures and, and parrots. It hurts. It literally hurts the ears I at bet. times. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah. the lesson here is is if there's a bare spot in your living room, <laughs> right. perhaps not a cockatoo is uh, is the no, answer. No, no. Don't, don't think you're just getting something that's going to be simple at all. It, it doesn't work like that. Okay, Jim. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Okay, thank Good you luck very with that. much. We appreciate it. one 405 It's amazing how similar the bird is to you know, to dogs. It's pretty. It's a lot of, it lot of similarities amazing. there. It is. It's all about attention. You know, our pets just want to be with us, and you know. You're smart, Doctor Debbie. You're so smart. Oh, you always is this Doctor Debbie time? Can I hear <laughs> no, it? No, it is. I'm, I'm serious, man. You're really smart. <laughs> you know, I want to mention while it is Doctor Debbie time that. Oh, okay. <laughs> your books. Your Dr. books are really good. I. I you know, I did, you know, I figured, oh, she's writing some books. You know, everybody does, everybody tries it. You know, to, to write a book. But your uh, your books, I actually got them from Kindle, and I have an iPad. I don't have a Kindle, and there's a brand new application for you folks that have iPads that want to read a Kindle book. 
But Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzus, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend, very educational, very fun, a lot of fun facts, and I encourage everybody listening to check them out. You were riveted to them. You I were was. I, know. I, I was like, our Dr. Debbie wrote this? <laughs> so smart. You know, a colleague of mine had said that, you know, I'm reading this book and I feel like you're just talking to me. And um, that is truly kind of how I approached it, is, is really, you know, what am I going to tell my friends? You know, how would I tell my friend who's thinking of getting a pug? What are the good and the bad things you got to know? So that's how it is. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Oh, our turn. I'm sorry about that. Here's the big guy said it, though. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. That is toll free. To your dream team, Doctor Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Hi, it's Doctor Debbie time. It's Doctor Debbie time. <laughs> what are you <laughs> We've uh, someone spiked the coffee here. I guess so. Judy's the only non-coffee drinker. That's, I know. I didn't get any of that. <laughs> Alan Cable, our dog trainer extraordinaire, animal communicator Joey Turner, and dog father Joey Falani. And Joey's... Uh, is he in the kitchen now? Did he, he's actually trying to floss Ladybug the studio stunt dog. He's and chasing I he's her all over. Chasing her around. Yes. <laughs> Good oral hygiene is very important for your pets. I, I like that. unaware that you can floss a dog. Try to tell her that. He's going to be talking about that later on, apparently. How to floss your dog. Is that what he's talking about today? Something like that? Yeah, teeth. Okay. Teeth. Teeth. With Probably teeth Moore. brushing, perhaps. I'm not sure. Is he really flossing? I think he really is talking about flossing. We'll ha- you'll have to stick around to find out. That's pioneering. He's a pioneer. He's a, he's an adventurer. He really is ahead of his time. And of course, um, on the show today, David Fry joins us. We do this every year this time, this show. David Fry from the National Dog Show. Of course, he is the host along with uh, John, John O'Hurley, Jay mm-hmm. Peterman from uh, Seinfeld, and also Dancing with the Stars, yes. which he played himself on that. Did he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> the, <laughs> They'll be joining us in just a few minutes. Stacy. what do you got going on in your world? You may have heard about this new product. You can spray it on your dog droppings, and it'll just disappear. Poof. Does it work? Huh. I'll tell you. Coming up on Animal Radio News. Did you, you're getting some I'm samples gonna, I'm waiting for that to come in the mail. I okay. might have to get on them. They haven't sent it yet. Maybe it disappeared on the way. We'll have to test it out and see if it... What if it works on people? Yeah. Just, just spray it on somebody you don't like, and they disappear. <laughs> Alan, where'd you go? Alan's disappeared. Well, I'm wondering if it disappeared during the mail because it hasn't arrived yet. Maybe it self-destructed. It, it sprayed itself. Yes, it did. <laughs> it went off during shipment. Uh, but we, we try everything we talk about here on the radio just to make sure that it's good for you and uh, your animals. So we'll be trying some of that uh, coming up. Let's uh, hit the phones. one 405 8405 to connect with the Dream Team. Good day, animal radio lovers. It's Vinnie Penn, your resident party animal, coming at you with the party animal segment. Uh, the next two segments, let's get a little subtitle going. Let's get a little art house. It's going to be called The Cruiser Chronicles, because the next two party animal installments will be about my beloved dog, Cruiser. For longtime listeners of the segment of animal radio in general, you know that Cruiser... 
the mini schnauzer that ran the pen home for over 10 years. Uh, the reason we are doing the Cruiser Chronicles is I was reminded of him twice recently, and both stories are certainly worthy of your attention. Uh, one uh, came up recently due to Halloween. Took the kids out uh, trick-or-treating, of course. I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old, and they come back with such loot that I really feel like I'm doing them a favor when I eat all of it over the next couple of days while they're uh, at school and daycare. They think I'm being funny when I do it, but really I don't want them to have that much candy uh, so young. They're not uh, that well-versed at brushing their teeth anyway. Uh, but they would come back. My three-year-old in particular, I think, wouldn't notice that so much of his loot was gone. And I, I came clean and told them what had happened. And it reminded me of a time when I had gone trick-or-treating and I came home and my entire bag of Halloween candy, a lot of loot and some of the crazy stuff, not just the chocolate, but Skittles and Starbursts, <laughs> every piece of candy in there, sweet tarts, bubble gum, Cruiser, a dog who I don't think ever surpassed the 10-pound mark had eaten, wrappers included, he had devoured the entire bag. Now, I proceeded to tell people, I was dumbfounded by the fact that this this tiny little animal could eat all that, and he was just hanging around the house. He laid there that night, he was he was certainly stuffed, and people were saying to me, oh, dogs can't eat chocolate. Uh, chocolate will kill dogs, and to this day, I will tell you, and for any of you listening, uh, no, it won't. Um, no, no, it won't. It didn't kill a 10-pound mini schnauzer. <laughs> Mini Pen, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team is in place. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical question. Thank you. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, animal communicator Joy Turner, all toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. And on the show today, David Fry will be joining us again. You know what that means? It must be pretty near Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. Less than two weeks away from Thanksgiving and the National Dog Show on uh, NBC has about 20 million viewers. That's what I do every uh, Thanksgiving. A lot of people watch sports no, on Thanksgiving. finally for something for yeah. people that don't like sports. Yeah, so it's all about the dog show. And uh, David Fry, host David Fry, will be joining us. And then what, are, is John O'Hurley going to be? We're going to try to get him next weekend. Next weekend? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. All oh, very good. You know, it looks like it's been going on for 11, 11 years. 11 years? Just a little shorter than Animal Radio wow. and this show here. Wow. Stacy yes, Cohn hard. working hard in the newsroom. Give me something lighthearted, Stacy. You know, there's all kinds of things that make women feel maternal. Sure. It's that helping instinct. It's that mothering instinct uh-huh. inside all of us. But taking it to this level, this woman is breastfeeding her pug. Huh. Oh. oh, yes, you heard me right, and I hear you all groaning, and I hear all your comments that you want to say about this. It's a true story. She's a nut. I'll tell you more about it coming up Who on Animal Radio News. She finds him. Who are yes, these people? She does. This is a, this, this is a very strange story. I want to see what she looks like. <laughs> you know, yeah, she this, looks this like Ernest something... Borg died. Well, then yeah, exactly. I can so okay. <laughs> yeah, she wants attention then. Oh, oh I, so I, I, I usually the celebrities do stuff like this. It's never <laughs> normally it's not regular people. 
You know, on one hand, I'm sort of disgusted, but on the other hand, I'm going to stick around to yeah, listen to this. Yeah, it's like a car accident. You don't want to look, but you have to. That's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. one 405 8405 Toll free to the Dream Team. Could be animal communicator Joey Turner you want to talk to, bridging that gap. Dog father Joey Villani, who has made Ladybug look spectacular. Today. Shiny, she's blinding. You need your sunglasses. Dog trainer Alan Cable or veterinarian Dr. Debbie all here. Hey, Alan. Hey, pal. How you doing, buddy? I am good. How are you this fine day? <laughs> Too much energy here. Wow, what energy. Hello, sir. How are you? Hey, you guys want me to be depressed? I can be depressed. <laughs> I'm not doing so good. <laughs> uh, you're not even believable as depressed. I can't buy that. Yeah, that, that was rotten. I know. That's a rotten depression. I'm not depressed enough. Yeah. It's like a bad marriage with you people. I just I don't know how to act. I'm getting all crazy now. But we got to replace that energy from Wendy. All the screaming and yelling. Can you scream? Can you scream? Can you scream? Ah! Let me tell you, Joey, Joey, let me tell you who I just spent the day with. I was with the Pope all morning long. All morning I was with the Pope. Uh, so what happened to we Miss ate- Wendy? Let's start with one today. Okay. And Alan, we have Lee. Hey, Lee, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Good. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Garden Grove. The L.A. area? What's up? Yes, sir. Uh, got a question. I have, uh, we've got three different. We've got three dogs. We got they're all they're all uh, uh, teacup chihuahuas. How cute! Uh, I have one, and both of my daughters have one. Both for the same litter. All three of them are totally different. We got two ma- two females and one male. The problem I'm having is with the male. He's been neutered, but he is very aggressive towards other dogs. Not necessarily towards our dogs that we have, but other dogs. We've tried killing him, and we've tried uh, a squirt bottle. Nothing works. I don't know what how else much time, to do. How much time do you have? But So he's not aggressive towards the other two dogs in the house? They get along just fine? They get along just fine. Well, the simple solution, if you want a simple solution, is just to not bring them around other dogs, If you want, because you know that triggers aggression. Uh, a more complex solution, if you have time on your hands and you really want to solve the problem, takes a little time and patience and understanding and consistency, but it can be done. You can do it. How much time do you have each day? About an hour. All right. If you have time to spend with your dog, I want you to take your dog for a walk every single day, about a half-hour walk. Do you have a dog park near your house? Mm, yeah, not too far. In the, inside that dog park, do they have a, another little area where they, you know, they you can put the little dogs that's fenced off, kind of? No. Okay. Well, you can you can start by walking your dog. I want you to walk your dog for a half hour each day for about two weeks. Take your dog for a walk. Bring your dog in the house. You know, put him in a nice quiet place before and after for about 10, 15 minutes. Don't talk to your dog. Just take him for a walk. Then I want you to start walking near the dog park, okay, and progressively getting closer to it. Well, what you're going to be doing is walking outside the dog park. And when you observe your dog getting anxious, you turn and walk the opposite way. And you give your dog treats, too. As you walk towards the dog park and he's behaving, you say, good dog, give your dog a treat. And the object of this game is to get your dog closer and closer to the dog park without experiencing any aggression. But it's going to take you time. Now, eventually, you want to work your way up to being inside the dog park with other dogs. And you'll be able to do this step by step. If you have a little, uh, what would you, setback, then you just start the process all over again. So you're going to walk your dog near the dog park and just make no big bones about it. You're going to walk in a 
a circle around the dog park, each day getting a little bit closer. When your dog exhibits aggression, just move your dog away from the dog park. When your dog is calm and behaving, just say good dog and give your dog a treat. And over the course of a couple of months, you're going to notice that your dog gets less and less aggressive and more comfortable because your dog is getting near and close to the dogs progressively over time, and you're associating it with good things. You're praising your dog. You're giving your dog treats. You're not doing negative behaviors. You're setting your dog up for success. That's what we like to do here. We like positive motivation. We want your dog to succeed, not fail. Right. Okay. Now, yeah, that that sounds like it might be pretty pretty easy to do. But why is it just the male that's this way? Well, you know, all dogs are different. And, uh, you know, your dog, the male dog, he's, you know, dogs are aggressive for so many reasons, buddy, but this sounds like a social aggression problem. Also, you know, like I always tell people, check the dog out with the vet, make sure there's no medical problem. But dogs interpret themselves as being the boss, you know, and they want to be in charge. And when, when a dog is in charge, what happens is the dog in his mind is protecting you. He's protecting the pack. He, he's, he's not able to be calm. He's not able to be, uh, he's not able to have a good time and just be relaxed because he thinks, oh, I gotta protect the pack. I gotta be in charge. So when you go around all these other dogs that are big, he gets a little crazy because he thinks he's your boss. You have to let him know you're the boss. You're gonna protect him. You're in charge. He doesn't have to worry about that stuff. All he has to do is be a dog. And over time, when you take your dog for a walk, you'd be amazed at the bond that it creates and the perception in the dog that, hey, this is my leader. Never never let the dog walk in front of you, buddy. He's got to be at your side or behind you. That's very important. Never let him go in the house in front of you. Always go in first. Make him sit there. Ne- never let him leave the house in front of you. Never just give him his food. Make him work for his food. Make him wait a minute or two. Be in charge of it. All these little subtle cues in the dog world tell a dog, you're in charge, not him. And believe it or not, that puts a dog at peace. All right. I'll give it a try and see if it works. Thank you. Give it a try, buddy. <laughs> it will work. Let us know if it works. If it doesn't, Alan's out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here, man. <laughs> right on. Two weeks' ass. notice. I'm gone. I'm flushed out. I'm gone. Thanks for your call, Lee. We appreciate it. one 405 8405 to connect with our dream team here at Animal Radio. On the show today, David Fry from the National Dog Show. Of course, he is the host along with uh, John, John O'Hurley, Jay Peterman from uh, Seinfeld. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio. And remember how very, very important it is to spay or neuter your pet. No, that's terrible. Okay, start again. <laughs> this is Glenn Close on Animal Radio urging you to spay or neuter your pet. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Our pets don't come with replacement parts. It's an estimated that one in five dogs has diagnosed arthritis, and twice that number has undiagnosed arthritis. Luberson knows that your pet's joints deteriorate, and they often suffer in silence. Luberson's Oral Joint Supplement acts as a natural lubricant, ending your pet's discomfort. Luberson has a formula for you, your pets, and your horses. Tastes great, and animals love it. Visit them at www.luberson.com. That's L-U-B-R-I-S-Y-N.com. What? 
What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. The world's largest sale of new guitars is going down at Guitar Center. Guitarathon. Every single new guitar in store or online. Every single brand we carry is up to 80% off list, including ukes, banjos, basses, and more. Guitarathon. There's a Fender American made Strader P bass. Your choice, just $6.99. Plus 70,000 amazing guitars priced under $200. Guitarathon's going down now through Sunday at Guitar Center. Special 18 month financing available. If occasional digestive issues are making you feel twisted up, count on Digestive Advantage from Schiff. Its advanced probiotic survives to deliver good bacteria where you need it for healthy digestion. Take the Digestive Advantage 14-Day Challenge with a money-back guarantee. Go to DigestiveAdvantage.com for details. The probiotic that survives. That's the Digestive Advantage. Take the 14-Day Challenge at DigestiveAdvantage.com. Pets. 1-866-405-8405. That's toll free to our dream team. He's always talking about this dream team. What the hell? Dr. Debbie, Alan Cable, Joey Volani, and Joey Turner make up our dream team. All the best experts in the business, and they can answer your questions about your animals. And, of course, news director Stacy Cohn working hard in the newsroom. Uh, or she should be right now. I think she's in a break right now. Uh, but she'll bring you all of the animal news fit to be heard. And one of the things about having a radio show about animals is that we can utilize our experts for our very own needs. Well, hey, our listeners out there might have the same issues. I figure they do. So we're doing a service. For instance, Joey Volani is right now flossing Ladybug's teeth. Trying is, to. He's trying chasing to. her. This is something deal. I would not try, but uh, Joey certainly... Uh, go ahead, Joey. Knock yourself out. He actually put argon oil all over Ladybug. She looks beautiful. But I have questions for Dr. Debbie because we've had issues, and these are issues that we hear about on the phone lines at one 405 8405 All the time, It is uh, we've had an unnaturally wet season across the country. So there's a lot of fleas, an explosion of fleas this year. Yeah. And we have uh, Boog... There's the studio stunt cat, really the inspiration behind Animal Radio. And uh, he's treated like a king around here. In fact, you know, if he's in a chair, I can't sit in that chair. And if, <laughs> if he wants some of my food, I have to actually give him the whole plate. That's the way, that's a mandate around here. He has fleas. I know, hard to believe. You're a bad parent, right? Isn't that the, the guilt people feel right away when you hear about fleas? Oh, well, my I house feel is like, so you know, clean. The people think, you know, the animal radio folks, they don't have fleas. Of course not. But uh, we do have fleas. And our animals are the best behaved. We've noticed them just on uh, Boog, the studio cat. And so we figured Mm -hmm. we'd get a little uh, spot on. We got a little, uh, can I see it? Can I say what it is? Frontline. We got a little Frontline Plus. Is it Mm -hmm. Plus? And we put Frontline Plus, which has worked in the past. I noticed uh, it's been about a week, a little over a week and a half since we put it on him. And uh, has it been two weeks? Mm -hmm. And we noticed some more fleas. 
we combed him. We there, there's not like a million of them. I don't think I uh-huh. see. I'm able to find at least four or five on him and with a flea comb pull them out. But I'm wondering, isn't that spot on really supposed to take care of that? You know, we see a lot of problems with um, seeing fleas, even though you're doing something at home for treating that. Now, a lot of these products are are labeled to be used once a month. Um, Sometimes just doing one product like this isn't enough. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm glad to hear you're using one that has different... It kills different life cycles. So there's you know, adults and there's immature forms. So you want to make sure you are using a product that kind of takes care of multiple things. Okay. Um, but I have had some um, drug manufacturers that will say that we can actually give these products as often as two to three weeks if necessary in a heavy infestation. Well, the drug manufacturers, ah. of course, they say that. But is that really safe? Well, it depends on the situation and the product. So this is something you do need your veterinarian to direct you on. Okay. Over-the-counter products that you go buy at a pet store or a Home Depot without a veterinary professional involved, I'm not going to advocate that at all. Don't do it. Some of those products are not the the safest ones that we can use. But in some cases, we do have to amp up the frequency. Now, the other thing you can do is we can also add in an oral medication that helps to kill a quick kill of the fleas that are actually on the pet. Um, And there's uh, several different ones out there. Uh, Capstar is one of them, where it actually kills them very fast and effectively. And you you still need to use that in conjunction with oh. those other topical products. Okay. So they're not getting double the medication. This is two different types of medication? Exactly. And, and that's where we use this combined or what we call integrated flea control. So we have to use different methods. And again, you do have to be very cautious. So you want to use this with a veterinary direction because you don't want to double up on the same products, okay. which can happen very easily because there can be multiple products out there. Um, and you got to make sure you have other cats. We have to treat, make sure every dog and cat in the household is on some flea protection. Otherwise, that one pet that's not being treated effectively is going to repopulate the whole household. Mm. If I flea comb through Boog, does that take out any of the uh, residual spot on that was on there before? Does that re- actually does remove the medicine? Make it less effective? No. As long as you're allowing that product to dry fully, and I, I would probably not flea comb, you know, for, probably for... Um, you know, a good 24 or 48 hours, let that do its work. Now, a lot of times after these topical flea products, you may see a lot more activity, movement of fleas. And that is often because the different products um, kind of hyper-excite the fleas right before they die. So a lot of people will notice that a couple days after a treatment with a, a flea product. You may see a lot of them jumping around and moving. And, and you know, they're in the process of dying. So, you know. They're on their way out. Yeah. Well, I I hear about how human antibiotics are losing their potency. Is it possible that these flea products are losing their potency? You know, it, that is the great debate in veterinary medicine when it comes to fleas. There is some concern that um, some of the products that have been on the market for a long time, that we might be seeing fleas that are getting uh, tolerant to these. The problem is it can be very hard to prove that because a lot of times compliance may not always be 100%. You know, you may be treating every five weeks or six weeks instead of every month. Um, and then these other factors like treating the other cats in the house, um, cleaning up the environment. So some of those things can kind of make it look like we might have product um, failures when it's really just a, a complete uh, fail of the, the, that attack that we need for the full household. Animal goes outside, you need to treat the outdoor area oh, you too. Need to treat outside. How can you treat outdoors? 
I mean, really? Well, I mean, you can. It's a little bit harder, but the, the big thing is really, you know, focusing on treating inside the house. You know, so if you're in a heavy flea infested areas, those eggs fall off and they're actually hanging out in the household. So you want to vacuum. And, and some folks will even use uh, flea bombs within the home to help treat the whole environment to get those other critters. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes even an exterminator getting them involved with the really bad ones. Some of the other pests that we deal with, especially in this area here, is a little bit of heartworm. There's been some heartworm cases. So our vet has suggested that Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, takes a heartworm medication, a monthly pill of Iverheart. Is it Iverheart Max? She was first Uh tested because before you start your dog on any heartworm medication, you you need to make sure that they don't have it. So she was tested and she was negative. But uh, the vet said that that's starting to be an issue where we live and that she she should be on monthly medication. So you gave her one a month ago and Uh then, then you gave her one last week and following giving her the... The second dose. The medication, the second dose. She had a reaction. About 45 minutes to an hour afterwards, she became kind of freaked out. Yeah, she kind of followed me everywhere, ran, kind of tucked her tail, and just stood in a corner and just kind of stared at me and... She just, she was not herself. She wouldn't eat. She would, she turned down her doggy bacon, which she would. Tur- doggy eat. bacon. Yeah, Uh-oh. she would oh, never do that. She was a little bit agitated. Yeah. So I went online, and you can find really anything you want online <laughs> uh, to, to confirm whatever you I want. I know. You know, it isn't uncommon. Um, you know, some of the symptoms can be very mild, so we don't always notice them. And, and I, there are definitely smaller dogs. We might notice this a little bit more um, more commonly than some of the large dogs. But, you know, being a little hyper excitable, vomiting, diarrhea, being nauseated, um, and even some sometimes some breathing issues we'll notice. Um, they can happen. And if it's transient, um, you know, it's not necessarily anything serious. I guess for our question here is, you know, maybe we need to talk about what kind of product we're on, see if there's an alternative that we might be able to put her on that might have maybe less ingredients. For instance, there are some other products that don't have uh, the same deworming for intestinal parasites as that product. So maybe just a pure heartworm preventative might be less likely to cause that. Um, or there's even topical heartworm preventatives that Ooh, we can wow. use. I did not know that. So go back to the vet and ask what what to do next. What uh, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. So if you, if we can try an alternate product, that might be a good preventative. Now, some dogs, all we have to do is use an anti-vomiting medicine preceding their um, treatment, and that can actually help if it's just limited to the intestinal signs of vomiting, the diarrhea, and the nausea, that kind of thing. And so she didn't show any signs. She didn't vomit. She had no diarrhea. I don't know if she was nauseous. She might have been. That might have been what should she should have asked her. Eat, but uh... <laughs> okay, it's your turn right now. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Veterison One-Step Wound and Skin Care Products for hot spots, cuts, scratches, even rashes. Veterison is non-toxic and safe for puppies and kittens. You need more information, head on over to Veterison.com. That's V-E-T-E-R-I-C-Y-N.com. you got to have some of this stuff in your first aid kit. If you're missing it right now, give me a call. 1-866-405-8405. For the next five callers, I will give you a bottle of Veterison. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. What do you get the person who has everything? How about some panda poop? 
If you didn't know, pandas are becoming really popular. People love everything panda. There's a Panda Express fast food chain, an animated film, Kung Fu Panda, and the mascot for the 2008 Beijing Olympics. Looking to capitalize on all this panda pandemonium, the keepers of Thailand's panda couple Chang Chang and Lin Hui came up with a novel way to dispose of the daily 55 pounds of panda poo. They're making things out of it to help pay for the 250. Thousand dollars a year the zoo spends on keeping the pandas. The panda poo goes through a day-long process of boiling, bleaching, and drying, turning it into a sort of panda paper. So far, you can buy notebooks, keychains, and even fan yourself with a panda poo fan. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Vetrisin, a one-stop wound and skincare product that will not harm healthy tissue. Vetrisin is great for hot spots, cuts, scratches, and even rashes. Vetrisin is non-toxic and is safe for puppies and kittens. This safe, easy-to-apply product makes caring for your pet's wounds or irritations easy. Be sure to have some on hand at all times. Great for the dog park and traveling. Visit Vetrisin's Facebook page to see how you can win free product. For more information, go to vetrisin.com. That's V-E-T-E-R-I-C-Y-N.com. Phytofriendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes and Noble, Hastings, or go online to phytofriendly.com and subscribe today. Phytofriendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend, and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Hey, honey. Hi, Dad. What you drawing? It's our house. That's you. Oh. Me. Huh? Mom and Josh. Wow. Playing ball. You are becoming quite the artist. When you're a kid, you don't know that home ownership builds communities. That owning a home contributes to higher self-esteem and better test scores. You just know that home is where you play, grow, and learn. The National Association of Realtors wants you to know that home ownership matters to our families, our neighborhoods, and our country. Learn more at HouseLogic.com/homeownership. Airborne guy here with a new way to support your immune system. Airborne Hot Soothing Mix. It combines a hot soothing drink and natural honey lemon flavor with the famous Airborne Immune Support Formula, including vitamins A, E, Zinc, and a blast of vitamin C. Plus, it tastes great too. New Airborne Hot Soothing Mix. It warms you up, and it supports your immune system. Airborne Real Immune Support. Also an effervescent, chewables, and new plus energy. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, if you're a dog lover, you're probably convinced that you can tell what your pet is thinking and you know their mood. Well, there's some hard evidence to support. Maybe refute that, but researchers at Emory University in Atlanta have performed the very first brain scans of dogs. What's your dog really thinking? Gregory Burns, director of the Emory Center for Neuropolicy, he's a lead researcher of this dog project, and he's quoted by the Daily Mail as saying, "It was amazing to see the first brain images of a fully awake, unrestrained dog. As far as we know, nobody's been able to do this previously. The dog's brain represents something special about how humans and animals came together." 
It's even possible that dogs have even affected human evolution. Not so sure I want to know how that came about. <laughs> Two dogs were selected for this project. Both dogs were trained over several months to walk on an MRI scanner and remain completely motionless while researchers measured their neural activity. You know, you can't, you can't move when they're doing an MRI. I remember when one of my kids had that done. These uh, results indicate the dogs pay very close attention to human signals, and these signals may have a direct line to the dog's reward system. So far, so good. Yet it's still not clear what emotions a dog can sense, whether, for example, it can read its owner's moods. They're looking at further scans to find that out. Well, it was one of the most outrageous acts of animal cruelty on record, but a Jack Russell Terrier has survived being poisoned and buried alive. A citizen of town of a town about 125 miles northeast of Paris was just walking along a lakeside path when he noticed the soil shifting. Curious to know what was causing the strange phenomenon, he went home to retrieve a shovel and returned to the spot and began to dig. Much to the man's shock and amazement, he discovered the patch of dirt was meant to be a grave for a little white dog with a black ear that was flat as a pancake. It's extraordinary, said Philip Michon. He's the vet who ultimately treated this dog named Ethan. A microchip in the dog's withers revealed his name and his date of birth, a fact that underscores even more remarkably that he was buried on his third birthday. We only see this in TV movies, Michon said. He came back to life without a scratch. It's rather miraculous. Michon theorizes that the moving ground the passerby witnessed was a result of convulsions from the dog being poisoned. The microchip also contained the name of the owner who says he had given the dog away, but police are investigating that. We all love dogs, but we don't always love what comes out of them. So now comes Doggy Doo Dissolver. It's a new product. It claims it melts dog poo harmlessly with just a single spray. Ah, I would love to do that because my dog always jumps over on my neighbor's yard. But does it really do that? Experts we consulted said it doesn't. They recommend you continue carrying your little plastic bags around when you take your dogs out for a walk. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. What dog food is Specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Have you given your dog the gift of time? As many as half of all dogs have their active lives cut short by arthritis. Give your dog the gift of a long, healthy, active life. Give your dog Lubricin. Lubricin's oral joint supplement acts as a natural lubricant, ending your pet's discomfort. Lubricin has a formula for you, your pets, and your horses. Tastes great, and animals love it. Visit them at www.lubricin.com. That's L-U-B-R-I-S-Y-N.com. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months 
now I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Licking Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-S.com. Joey trying to floss the dog. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Sometimes I wish this was TV. (laughs) To my left. To my left. Now the dog's trying to floss Joey. (laughs) Dog father Joey Bellani. Doing a good job, too. (laughs) Dog trainer Alan Cable. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. And animal communicator Joy Turner. And we are less than two weeks away. A little, little over a week and a half. Uh-huh. Till Thanksgiving, Turkle Day, gobble, it's gobble, gobble. Too fast. It Come is. On. Too I know. Fast. That means Christmas well, all, is just behind it. They, they got all the Christmas decorations in the store already. It's like they bypassed Halloween and Thanksgiving. I know. It is so weird and, how they do that. And then in December, they'll have shorts on the shelf. <laughs> you know, get ready for yeah. summer. Yeah. Now, the National Dog Show, of course, happens on Thanksgiving. That's my yearly thing. I don't really watch the football games no, or anything like that. I look like forward that. to this. Every year, finally, something besides football. And uh, as as usual, every year, we have John O'Hurley and David Fry join us and talk a little bit about the National Dog Show. This show has about 20 million viewers every year, wow. so we're not alone on this. No, we're not. David Fry, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? It's great to be back, Hal and Judy and everybody else in the studio. you got a full house there today. Yeah, That's great. We sure do. We, j- we have to wear name tags now. <laughs> That's how it is around here. <laughs> Listen, I understand that there's some new breeds. Every year, you introduce new breeds at the National Dog Show. One of them is is the Russell Terrier. Now, hasn't the Russell Terrier been around for a long time? And is, is that different from a Jack, Jack Russell, Russell Terrier? Terrier? Depending on who you talk to, you get a different story about what how it all <laughs> transpired. But basically what it is is uh, the short-legged, what we originally knew as Jack Russell Terriers, they're now called Russell Terriers. Oh, good huh. to know. I learned so much from you. There is a brand new breed that, at least new to me, that I've never heard of before, the Treeing Walker Coonhound. What, what, what is that? It. I have no idea. It's what. a beautiful dog. It's the, actually, the, I think, the sixth of the Coonhound breeds that we that the AKC has recognized and that we'll see on our show. But the beautiful dog looks a little bit like an American Foxhound and some other breeds. Treeing is what they do with the raccoons, of course. They tree the raccoons ah. for the hunters. The walker part actually refers... Uh, not how they hunt as a walking dog, but but the Walker family who helped develop them years ago. Mm. Overall, how many breeds are at the National Dog Show? How about that? 187 Ooh. breeds and varieties. No. When oh, wow. I first started doing the Westminster Dog Show back in 1990, about 100 years ago, uh, <laughs> I, we had 142 breeds and varieties. So 24 years later, we now have 187, so 45 new breeds and varieties in that time. During the the year you uh, work with a therapy organization, is it Angels on a Leash? Angel on a Leash, I'm the founder and president of it. It began as a charitable activity for the Westminster Kennel Club and now is an independent 501c3 charity that we advocate for therapy dogs across the country, a lot of different places. What kind of therapy dogs? What do they do? The easiest thing about what, what they do is they walk into a room and change the energy, whether it's with uh, whether it's with a patient or a child, 
or in a school or a senior at extended care. And they get people to smile, have them smile for a while, or talk, or take a step, or or just do something that gets them out of the routine and gets their mind off the challenges they may be facing. So that's what our therapy dogs are doing. And the great thing about that is any dog can be a therapy dog. It doesn't have to be a show dog. It doesn't have to be a purebred dog. It has to be a dog with the right personality and temperament to go out there and get people to hug them and love them and talk to them and and uh, our dogs are doing great work for Angel on a Leash, and we're very proud of that. Oh, your personal awesome. dogs are therapy dogs, is that correct? My own dogs are therapy dogs. Uh, Ty and Belle, my uh, Brittany's, who have now passed, uh, they pioneered programs. They were the first dogs ever in at Sloan Kettering Cancer Center here in New York City. They were the first dogs ever in at the Ronald McDonald House in New York City uh, six years ago, five years ago for Sloan Kettering. But uh, they're pioneering. The great thing that's going on with therapy dogs is I think anybody who has a dog just knows intuitively that when you interact with a dog, you feel better. And now, through the years, the science is starting to show that here's why that happens. When you interact with a dog, your blood pressure goes down, your heart rate goes down, your respiratory rate goes down, you're increasing the flow of the good hormones, the endorphins, and that's why it works. And now the science is showing that and backing it up, so suddenly the healthcare professionals and the healthcare facility are starting to say, you know what? We understand. We get it. We know why it works. We want dogs in our facilities to help us provide some kind of help for our patients. Mm. I can't wait till awesome. insurance includes that. Uh, you know, you could get insurance policy <laughs> that uh, that includes therapy dogs because they really do help. And you see the smile on some of these kids that you know, young kids that are suffering from cancer, and to get their mind off of their sickness with one of these animals, it's an amazing process. Even autistic children that don't speak, they're kind of in their own little world. Actually, come out of their shell a little bit when these that's dogs right. are around. That's right. Dogs and dogs are doing great things with kids with autism, and uh, that's part of it. My wife happens to be the chaplain and director of family support at the Ronald McDonald House, so uh, needless to say, I volunteer there a couple of times a week with both of my dogs, with both Angel, my Cavalier, and Grace, my Brittany, and I can't tell you how many times a parent has said to me, that's the first time she smiled all week. Wow. Is there a way I can get Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, involved with this, perhaps visiting hospitals on the weekend? What would be the first thing that I would do if I wanted Well, to? the first thing I would tell you to do is go to our website, angelonleash.org, okay. and, and make contact with us. We'll help you find uh, a training class or an evaluator to get you trained and get you registered with pet partners. It's our preferred uh, registration body. And, and then from there, we'll help you find a place to visit. How much of my time will that take? There are a couple of different ways to do it. You can do it online, uh, you can, which, which we would prefer you to actually bring the dog to the class. Eventually, you're going sure. to have to anyway to get evaluated. Sure. But uh, you can do it online. You can come. The, the, the easiest way, the best way, I think, is a six-week course that we offer every Saturday morning in various places where you come for an hour uh, every Saturday. Your dog gets exposed to people and other dogs and, and situations that they might face when they're when they're volunteering with you, and that ultimately leads you to being registered with pet partners. That's the best way. We, uh, we kid about it all the time. We say the great therapy dogs are born, not made. Because they have the right kind of temperament and personality to do the work. But uh, that the training class really is for the human part of the team. Yeah. Uh, it's important for the human to understand how they're supposed to, first of all, first and foremost, to protect their dog in any situation. And then secondly, to make sure that the dog stays out of trouble when they're visiting people. 
there's somebody, there's one of your fans honking at me. <laughs> so that's a clown uh, sneaking up on you. Uh, I'm standing on the streets of New York. I found a quiet place, believe it or not. Wow. Doing great work. Angel on a, is it angelonaleash.com? AngelOnLeash.org. .org, okay. And, of course, we'll check you out, the National Dog Show, uh, brought to you by Purina on NBC. Thanksgiving Day from noon to 2 p.m. That's in all time zones. That's right after the Macy's Day Parade. That's, that's right. A great time slot. all time zones. My co-host is John O'Hurley. I've made him a star in the 10 years we've already done the show. <laughs> uh, I've enabled him to go on to greater things with Dancing with the Stars and stuff like that. So... Uh, he's a great partner. I have great fun with John, and, and we hope that America is there and watching, being entertained. Lots of fun. We will check it out, and David. We'll talk. Hopefully, not. Hopefully, it won't be a year before we talk to you again. Hopefully, we'll let's, talk to you let's soon. Let's talk again soon. Let's talk in January or February as uh, Westminster come here. There Sounds you go. good, David. I appreciate right, your nice call to today. Talk to you guys always. Take care of yourself, David Fry here on Animal Radio. We're going to be talking to John O'Hurley uh, next uh, next week or the, within the next couple of weeks, of yeah. course, from Seinfeld. What, who was he on Seinfeld? Jay Peterman. Jay Peterman. Yes. Oh, he. Was, that was the best character ever, wasn't that? That that I love guys like Dave. I mean, you know, thank goodness for people like him. It, it's amazing the effect that dogs can have on kids, and he's right. It's just such a wonderful program, wonderful thing he's doing. You found us. It's Animal Radio. You lucky dog. I want to thank David Fry for coming on the show. What an amazing guy. You know, know what's funny? When we, when when we, when you were talking, you were talking about kids with autism. In when Nash Academy, we had an autistic boy that came in, and um, this was basically, um, you know, one of his last chances to find a career. And he excelled in pet grooming like you can't imagine. But even before coming into the school, he knew everything about every breed of dog, like a walking wow. AKC encyclopedia. You can ask him, um, Jeremy, what should be the the the, the size, um, you know, for that particular your dog said it was a German Shepherd. He rattled it off the standard right from start to finish. Be able to rattle it off, but he did well. He's actually um, <laughs> he's working. But yeah, I mean, dogs wow. pets wow. do a lot, um, you know, for these kids. Yeah, they do a lot for us all. Let's uh, go to the phones. We have Karen on the phones for Animal Communicator Joy Turner. Hi, Karen. How are you doing? Yes. Hi. What's going on? I talked to Joy oh maybe three weeks ago about my problem with Blue about abandoned well he felt i abandoned him on a particular occasion in the park and i want first to say that things are progressing i gave him time to think about everything and now i've been able to get him in the vehicle three times since then and to the park and things are progressing but i would like joy to talk to blue and ask him if he's going to be ready to take at least any short trips in the van with me. What do you think, Joy? Well, Karen, he says he thinks things are going actually fabulously. He so is starting, he believes, to trust you more now, and he's glad that you can actually see that that's happening so that you're kind of both thinking the same thing. And he doesn't know when you say, will he be ready soon? He doesn't have a time frame for soon, so he needs to know more specifically what kind of time frame that is well i'd like to start off small i want to take him back to the park and spend a few hours at the park and kind of work into it let him get used to things and i want to see how he reacts to this he says well okay we could probably do that and the thing that he really wants you to do before you take him somewhere is explain to him where you're going 
why you're going there, how long you're going to be there. And you can do that if you remember that when we speak, we make pictures in our mind. Yes. So you can make pictures about wherever you're going. And as far as time frame, animals don't usually know clock time, so you would need to make a feeling. So if you have a feeling of what about two hours feels like, you would say, we'll be here for about this long. Or you can say, we'll, we'll be here until I call you. Something like that that's a much more physically oriented thing than a clock time because time is very arbitrary just for us humans. Other things don't tend to use it. And he'll be happy trying that. And he also wants me to tell you how greatly he appreciates the fact that you're really working back into this at his pace because that's really what he needed. And he does want me to apologize to you for thinking that you would abandon him. He knows now that that's probably not something you would actually do. You notice he wasn't 100% positive, but at least he's back to probably not. Yeah, that's, that's true. I would never do that to him. Exactly. Can I ask just one quick, other uh, quick I'll, thing? I'll let you talk off the air there. We only have one question per caller oh, here. I okay. one 405 to connect with the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by our friends at Stella and Chewy's. Natural goodness for dogs and cats made with raw USDA-inspected meat raised naturally. No added hormones or antibiotics. The official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, who looks great today. Joey's been uh, grooming Ladybug. And but she doesn't take a lot. No, she so a little she, bit of effort, and she looks pretty easy. Shine her right up. She know. is shiny. She is shiny. shine. What is yeah. that? Argon oil you put on her? Why is she so shiny? Armor all? I actually, I actually use she. That's right. My my, my secret armor, my show she. I used you know. Well, I got an email. This one was interesting from a um, Kathy from Kansas. So hello, Kathy. No last name from Kansas. Um, <laughs> and what she says here is she has a um, Chihuahua whose name is Butch, and Cho- and he's eight years old. And his apparently his teeth are in very good shape. But she said she listens to the show and she hears us um, talk about teeth all the time. And she wants to know, you know, what should she be doing so they stay in good shape because she doesn't want to have to incur whatever costs. Um, moving forward to get their teeth clean and whatnot, and she wants to know if she can floss a dog's teeth. And my answer to that wow. is you got a better chance of giving a cat an enema than flossing <laughs> your dog's teeth, um, to be honest with you. Your dog is, has teeth that are in good shape, um, honestly, because what a lot of people don't realize is most tooth um problems and decay is is um hereditary so it's it's basically bred into the dog if your dog's teeth are good at, at a later age that doesn't mean that the, you know they can build up tartar and and, and plaque because they still can but it, it means that you got a lot less likely chance of having major problems. We're gonna have to worry about, um, you know, big um, dental um, um, bills where you can need extractions and, and 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 gum surgery and that sort of thing. But what you can do is, and and what she says in here, let me go a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Is she's a little bit skeptical about using the sprays and gels because she wants to keep the um, pet on a. Um, more of a natural um, type of, of of situation, and you know what? I mean, she's right in a way, Hal, and I'll tell you why. The sprays and the gels they do work, but 
do we really have any clinical studies that it does anything to your pet in the long run? And unless it's it's you know a veterinary product, um, no, they don't have to do clinical studies. So you you, you don't know. I mean, from for what everything says, it's safe at this point. But who knows? I mean, these things are relatively new. They've really come on the market about five to ten years ago, depending on the products. And um, so there really isn't all that much study, studies that have been done. on Really, I didn't but know that. Dogs, yeah, yeah. It, it, with with pet products, um, there's not too many regulations yet, and I say yet because that that will change someday in mm-hmm. the United States, where the products that they use, you don't have to disclose what's in them. I mean, you got to have material safety data sheets, which basically tell you if it's safe or not. But no one really knows what the long term results are. So if you're afraid of using that and your dog's teeth are in good shape, it's real simple. This is what you're gonna do. As long as your dog will let you put your finger in their mouth and I always say wrap your finger with a piece of gauze um, pad you know so it has like a little bit of um um, how could I say? Protection? Like it's, not from here. Protection is good. But no, something that's a little bit abrasive. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. And then what you're going to do is wet that and dip it in baking soda and go in there and just rub the teeth real good with, with the baking soda. Now, what the baking soda is going to do, it's going to, um, it's going to neutralize any acids that are on the teeth. Because really, if your dog has a healthy mouth and, and, and the hereditary, um, gene is not part of, you know, does not hurt their their gums and their teeth, then really the only thing you got to do is clean away the debris, the food, and, and neutralize the acid on the teeth, which is caused by just eating, you know, general food. Mm. I so wish, I wish this that, was TV so people could actually see you right now, actually holding Ladybug and putting your finger in her mouth. She's actually letting you do that. Yeah, she's I was going to do it to you, but I figured, you know, Ladybug <laughs> I would, would, would be a little, <laughs> yeah, a little bit easier. Bite. Yes, that's what I was, that was what I was afraid of. If you do that, now the, the pet is not going to really like the taste of it all that much. Um, I don't know if you've ever tasted baking soda. It's not very Yeesh. pleasant, but it will it will solve um, um, Kathy's problem here, or or actually I shouldn't say because she doesn't have a problem, but it will keep her dog's mouth um, clean and healthy, even though there's he, he doesn't have a problem at this point in time. But if you do that and you do that on a regular basis, you, you know what? You don't have to do it every single day, but if you can get in there once, twice a week, um, you know, for the longevity of your pet, um, you shouldn't have any problems moving forward. Now, a pet that does, that has, already has gum disease, already has a lot of tartar and plaque buildup, then you may want something that's a little bit stronger. The baking soda is not going to remove that, but what it'll do, it'll maintain once you get the teeth cleaned or you get that plaque and tartar off or whatever you, whatever you use. Now, I'll be real honest with you. I, I couldn't get my thing. Ladybug wouldn't let me do what you're doing to her right now. She she wouldn't let me do that. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that same situation. You're not going to be able to get your finger inside well, your dog. You're, you're right, and see. And that's that's why the gels and the sprays do come in handy. I mean, yeah, okay, maybe you don't have the um, the, the, the long term studies on it, but they have shown to work. And you know what? Sometimes you got to weigh it out a little bit. When you got to look at it and say, well, is it more important for my pet to have an unhealthy mouth, teeth, and gums, um, or do I have to worry about this product? And sometimes you got to you know you, you got to accept whatever poison that you um that you want to accept sure. and, and make that decision and live with. It. Um, I have been using the um, the products. I haven't seen any problems with my pets at all. Uh, Joy, what do you uh, think?
think the uh, animals are thinking is we're sticking our fingers in their <laughs> mouth. Do they understand we're trying to clean their teeth? Well, that depends on what you tell them before you start. And you know what? I got. I want to add one thing if I can. Yes, sir. Um, speaking to Dr. Um, Karen Halligan, she told me this a few months ago that the new studies on hard food and teeth show that hard food does not do anything to help clean your dog's teeth. Really? So, and because she told me that it's probably better to use canned food because um, the, the, the basically you, you can't get any bacteria in the canned foods. So you don't have to worry about the salmonella and all that, like um, like these other recalls. So good to know. Hmm. Very good. How is Doc Halligan? You two going out or anything? Anything we need How? to know? About? No, He's you know, married no, man. We're, we're not going out because you know my wife has a um, long leash on me. Ah. Um, <laughs> Uh, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, dog father Joey Volani on Animal Radio, one hep cat. I'll tell you that right now. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Our phone lines are open all week long. Or you can shoot us an email at your voice at animalradio.com or uh, hit us up on Facebook or tweet us. We're all there and grab the Animal Radio app and you can ask your questions straight from your smartphone, your iPhone or your Android phone. And be sure to check out Dr. Debbie's books. We put links over at the Animal Radio website. We'll see you next week right here for more Animal Radio on this fine station. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.